Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. All right. We thank God for that. I want to preach. Something is burning in my heart, you know. About this, the subject of our Christ. The subject of our Christ. The lamb that was slain. He was called the lamb 27 times in the book of Revelation. We got to get to know him better. He is, today, he is not the Christ on the cross. He is the lamb on the throne. <laughs> he didn't stay on the cross. The cross was just temporal. A short, he was on the cross for less than a day. He left the cross a long time ago. So those of you who have the crosses with him still on it, you are, you are a cake. He's gone. He's left the cross. <laughs> he, he left the cross long time ago. Yeah. And he went to the grave to go and defeat the devil and collected the keys yes, yes, yes. of death in life. And he, then he ascended into heaven. Yes. So his incarnation, his incarnation, his crucifixion, his resurrection and ascension. These are four major things. And he ascended into heaven and is now in heaven as a lamb. Getting ready to meet his bride. His wife. In Revelation chapter 21 verse 9, he said, he told me, come, come and let me show you the wife of the, the bride of the lamb. The wife. He said, and there came one of the seven angels which had the seven veils full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying, come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. I'll show you the lamb's wife. And we'll go to the next verse and see. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and a high mountain and showed me that great It's getting interesting now. He said, come and I'll show you the, the bride. Who is the bride? The lamb's wife. And then he took me to a very high, in the spirit. All oh, this thing is the spirit. He's already in the spirit. And he showed me the great city. I thought you were showing me the wife. I'm showing you the wife. <laughs> the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Verse 11, having the glory of God and her light, her light, the city is a hair, the bride. The holy, the, the holy city, the heavenly Jerusalem is a hair, it's a hair. Her light was like unto the, eh? what is this? Oh, stone most precious, even like the jasper stone, clear as crystal. So her light is like stone. Because it's made up of stone. The city, the building component of the city is stones. Say stones. Pastor, stones. you are confusing me. No, I'm, I'm just showing you. I'm just, just, just showing you. Just, just take it what he said. Don't try and how can a city be a wife and all that. You see, it's a mystery. <laughs> Say it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Say it's a mystery. So, the city 
having the glory of God. And the city had light. The light the city had was not its own light. It was a light bearer, just like the way the moon is. So the light was like, like unto a stone, most precious. Oh, stones. Stone. 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 I think it's verse 19. Maybe it's, I'm sure it's verse 19. Let me check the verse 19 and see what it's got. And the foundation of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The city is made up of stones. The foundation stone. Her light was like stone, a precious stone. And the foundation was, was, was garnished with all manner of stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second, sapphire, the third, and the rest goes on. <laughs> Chalcedony, Chalcedony, and the fourth, emeralds. The stones, foundation, stones. 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 Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. Stones. Isaiah 28, 16 says that, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone. A stone. And a tried stone. A precious, uh, this, this one is a corner one. <laughs> Stone, a tried stone, precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Say stone. stone. Matthew chapter 21 verse 40, 42. Stones. The, Matthew said, Jesus said unto them, Did ye never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our sight. In Psalm 118, verse 22 to 24, 118, 22, 24, the stone which the builders refuse is become the headstone of the corner. This is talking about Jesus, right? He's the headstone, verse, verse 23. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes, verse 24. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will be glad. We rejoice and be glad in it. Say stones. stones. Say stone. stones. In the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 10 and verse 11. This is Peter addressing the Sahindrin. Peter said, be it known unto you all. Like Americans would say, you all. All right. Be known to y'all. Be known to y'all. And to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus of Jesus Christ, oh man. Jesus the Christ. Who do men say I am? That's where we are going. But let's 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 keep going. We'll find ourselves there. By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by his by him does this man stand here before you hold. The man was born crippled, and they prayed for the man at the beautiful gate, and the man received healing. And attention came on them, and the, and the political opponents 
or the, 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 the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the authorities of the day, were so incensed and upset that the apostles were getting attention. So they pick on them and they started saying, why are you doing this thing? Why should you be? And he says that be it known unto you. Jesus Christ, who you crucified, uh, whom by God raised, is by him. Does this man stand here? It's not us. Jesus is the one behind all this. Why? Why? Is it? Because he is the, the chief cornerstone. He, look at verse 11. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the, the builders were building. He, you see that he said he was, he was addressing the Sahindrin. He said, This is the stone which was set at naught. Do you know what I mean? That you set aside. I think give me a different translation. The, the, uh, NIV. Let's see how I push it. Verse 11. Said, this is the stone you builders rejected. So you see, what, what, when they were building, they said, saw this stone. They said, oh, yeah. If you've gone to a building site, there are some stones you just threw away. Yeah. Jesus Christ was supposed to be the main foundation, but the builders rejected and killed him. They just, we don't need you. We're building God a house. We don't need you. They threw him away. He said, this is the stone, back to uh, King James, this is the stone which was set at not of you builders, which is become the cornerstone. In those days, sometimes when they were building, some of the stones that were really, they, they think is not good enough, they cast it aside. But then some, for some reason, sometimes, after they finish building, that stone they laid, uh, cast aside has become a central stone in the corner holding the walls. Accidentally. Not intentionally. So he said, you cast this one, but that's God's purpose. You didn't know this is the main one. You cast it and it has become the, the cornerstone. Jesus is the stone which the builders rejected. The stone which the builders rejected. The stone which the builders rejected. And remember, the, the, the bride of the lamb had foundations garnished with stones. And and in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it said that to whom coming as unto a living, I think for, to make sense of the text, let's go to verse 3. Let's go to so that. If so be that you have, you have, you have tasted that, that the Lord is gracious. Okay, so now the Lord is the subject here. The Lord is gracious, verse 4, to whom? Talking, the whom is talking about the Lord. Coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men. Men don't want to hear about him. Now we have so many churches without Christ. They don't need Christ. The flower that is mixed with yeast. Christ is what's <laughs> that all these things you are saying it's too much how many of you have seen heaven before you haven't you have, how many of you have seen this before <laughs> whom having not seen yet he loved rejoicing First Peter chapter 1, verse, I think verse 8 or so. Rejoicing with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom though, uh, though now ye see not, 
yet believing and rejoicing with joy unspeakable. Jesus is the stone which the builders disallowed indeed of men. First Peter chapter 2 verse 4 again. Men have rejected him. So he said that to whom come as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. So if you're waiting for people to start celebrating Jesus before you become proud of your Jesus, you will miss God. Because men don't have what it takes to celebrate Jesus. No man can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. No man. No man. I think that is in Romans. Mm -hmm. I think Romans 8 or so. No man can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit. And then no man Declaring by speaking by the Spirit, or First Corinthians rather. Okay, yeah. Wherefore I give that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a case, and that no man can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. It takes the Holy Spirit to discover Christ. A church cannot teach you Christ. The Spirit does. So he says, you have to be happy I'm going because if I don't go, the comforter will not come. The helper will not come. Because when he comes, he will take what is mine and give to you. Yesterday at the service, I was teaching on how John the Baptist was sent to go and baptize. He said, but there are so many people I'm baptizing. How would I know? And the Messiah is supposed to be only one person. How would I know this is the Messiah? John the Baptist in John chapter 1, verse 30, 30, 31, 33, he said, the one who sent me to baptize, the same told me, upon whom you see the Spirit descend, he is the one that baptizes the Holy Spirit. So it takes the Holy Spirit to determine or to discover Christ. So, back to Ephesians chapter, um, sorry, first, uh, first Peter. Some of you don't know after the preaching, but it's necessary to hear a few of these things. Then when I go to the main thing, it makes yes, 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 sense. Yes, yes. Don't worry, you get it. To whom coming as unto a living stone. In, in, in secondary school, when I had the privilege to, to read biology, some of the early things they taught us was living things and non-living things. You remember? Yes. What are, what are non-living things? <laughs> if there's a lady sitting near you, possibly she may have a non-living thing on her head. Oh, yes, 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 yes. She's, what do you say? She's carrying a non-living thing. <laughs> Living things don't grow, they don't breathe, they don't have cells, they don't have life, okay? So, sorry, non-living things. And the living things have life. They grow, they're dynamic, okay? And they, they are able to reproduce and whatever. So, non-living things. A stone is certainly a non-living thing. Don't you agree with me? A stone, yeah, that, by definition of the word, stone is a non-living thing. But in the Bible, we see that you are coming to Jesus as a living stone. Stone can live, but it says that to whom coming to you as a living stone. This stone is not just a normal stone. It's a, it's a lively stone. In fact, one of the translations use the word lively stone. 
coming unto as a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. He said, we also, look at verse 5. Ye also, say we also. We also. I can't hear you. We also. I can't hear you. We also. I thought you would shout it. We also. We also as lively stones. Hey. So we too, we are stones. <laughs> Jesus is the chief cornerstone and we are the living stones. Living little, little, lively stones. Listen to this. Say, say, he also has living stones, or lively stones, are being built up into a spiritual house. That's why you were redeemed. Not to come and loiter around and hang around. You were redeemed to be built up into a spiritual house. And the house is the, the wife of the lamb. <laughs> stones. Hey, Pastor, this thing is, but at least you know stones. We are living, how can I be a living stone? That's what you are, in the spirit. Don't be thinking about a mini rock. You just are a living stone. Because God, why are people suffering in the world and God is not doing anything? Oh, you don't know the reason? Why are people suffering and God is not doing anything? Busy doing what? He's busy building his house. So he's busy getting the stones to be building. His house, which is his wife. You, let's leave the wife now, because I'm feeling confused. He's busy building. He's busy building. So you get born again. That's why the lamb came to die. He came to die, shed his blood for our redemption, so you can be called out of the world and into Christ. Then he gives you his life. When he gives you his life, you now become a living stone. For the building of God's house. Whose house ye are. He says that we also, ye also, ye also as lively stones have been built into not a, not a spiritual house. How does it look like? Look at the church. You know how a spiritual house looks like. We have been built into a spiritual house. To offer up. The house offers up sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter, chapter, chapter 2, verse 20, puts it this way. Ephesians 2, 20 says, And are being built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. We are being built up. I think from verse 19 makes sense. It's, 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 it makes sense. It says that, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens and saints of the household of God. You see, God has got a house. You are a citizen. You have your... A permanent residence in the house of God. Don't backslide. Don't leave and go down to Egypt. God told Isaac, don't move to Egypt. Stay right here. Don't backslide. Don't leave church. You are a citizen in God's house. You are a member of God's family. You are a citizen. So it says that ye also, but, but, said, verse 19, therefore ye are no more strangers. We used to be strangers. Now this church, church, and I, I, some people go to church, but they are still strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strangers to what? Strangers in God's house. Yeah. Not just the organized church. Mm. The problem is the institutionalized church. 
is the one that is filled with yeast. I know you don't understand that one. I'll come back to this one. There are so many things I want to share, but I'll come back. I think I just left, have to mention this yeast thing because I've said it a few times. Jesus told the parable that the kingdom of God is like a man who went to sow, sow seeds, good seeds on his field. But when men slept, his enemy went in. Matthew chapter 13. His enemy went in and sowed tears. And sowed tears. Say tears. Went and sowed tears. So when the, 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 the plants sprouted, the servants of the master went and saw. That, and they told the master, didn't we sow good seeds? He said, yes. But tears, we have seen tears. And the master said, verse 27, an enemy has done this. Yes. And they said, <laughs> that's somebody, an enemy has done this. It's the enemy that wants you to leave church. And the enemy managed to bring people into our midst who are actually not Christians. And they are not interested in our Christ. They want to hijack our message to become prosperity preachers. When you, mention, when, you, when you mention the lamb, they say you are wasting our time. What's lamb? What's lamb? What's lamb? Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make spirit to them. It's, 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 their system is not for that. It's like trying to make a, a cow eat meat. Or trying to make a lion eat grass. <laughs> he wants meat. Like some of, some of us here, we are like lions. <laughs> you divorce Shaki and Carfoot. <laughs> so I, I, I don't have time. So he, he said, he said, he said, our enemy has done this. So the servant said, So master, should we go and approach the test? He said, the church, they're born again in church. Those who are born again looking for Christ and those who are looking for girls, they look similar. Yeah. I see. We all scream. Some of them can even come and speak in tongues. But listen, they are no stones. They are bricks. And God doesn't build with bricks. They are, they are not stones, they are bricks. They will be gyrating, shaking. Oh, pastor, hallelujah. Screaming like we scream. So you won't be able to, with human understanding, human, you can't tell the difference. Because the difference is not in the physical appearance. It's not in the style of the hair. It's not in the shouting. It's not in who can fall. It's not, it's not who can do what. There are anxious who are likely not to be born again who will be going to hell. Yes, there are choristers who may be singing in the choir, but actually they are tears. Oh, don't you? Because why am I saying that? Because the master said, "Don't, don't touch it." Because in the in the attempt to get rid of the tears, you may spoil the good seeds too. Because they look similar. It's the harvest that tells when the harvest comes. Yeah. The harvest. <laughs> it's in your Bible. But he said, now, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye uproot also the wheat with them. So wait till the harvest. So he told them. Then when he finished, he didn't stop there. Then he went again. The verse 31. He said, another parable. Put 
fruit, he fought unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which man, a man took and sowed in his field. I've changed my message, but I will come back. Watch it. Are you ready? Are you interested in this? He said, you haven't seen heaven before. You don't see, you don't know how the whole thing is like. He said, let me show you how it's like. It's like somebody who's so sweet and other, an enemy so stares. So the church life is like that. Then he said, let me tell you a bit more. The kingdom of heaven, the church life is also like um, some, a man who sows mustard seed. Which indeed is the least of all seeds, very small, very tiny. So sometimes it looks insignificant. It may not have a lot of money. It may not have a lot of poor people. But it's still the kingdom. Still, it's the church. It may not have its own meeting place. But it's still the church. But watch this. Watch this. But when it grows, it is the greatest amongst herbs. Do you know a mustard? Mustard seed is tiny, and mustard plant, what is it? It's more a um, herb. It's not a tree. Mustard doesn't grow into a tree. It's a herb. Now this herb has become so institutionalized, it's become a big tree. Herb. And be- become it a tree. So that the best of the air, when you see the word, the phrase, the best of the air in the scripture, it represents demons and evil spirits. They come and make their branches, uh, sorry, they are, they are, the, that best of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. I think, actually, I think in this very, uh, I think yes. Yeah, in this particular chapter, look at verse 4. I think it's this chapter. I think so. In this chapter, look at verse 4. And when he saw the seed, some fell on the wayside, and the fowls of the air devoured them. The fowls, the birds. The birds. I probably suppose in Revelation chapter 18, verse 2, I may be wrong, but it's likely. Revelation chapter 18, verse 2, look at this. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great has fallen, and has become habitation of devils, and, 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 and holds every, see, uh, hold of every foul spirit, and cage of every unclean, hateful bed. The bed. It's not supposed to become a tree. It's, it's, it's a herb. But the thing has become a tree, very institutionalized. Ranking with politicians. And all kinds of evil things have made, they are, they are lodging in the branches of a church. So what our politicians may call the church, some of it is just an institution with evil spirits landing in it and pastoring it. The kingdom. I feel like preaching, you know. (laughs) And then he didn't stop it. He told them another parable. And then he said, look at this, Matthew chapter 13. He said, another parable spake he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto living. You know living yeast? Living which a woman took and hid hid in three measures of meal till the whole was living. Three measures Abraham told Sarah, Genesis chapter 18, verse something. Verse 6, I think so, verse 6, yeah, Genesis chapter 18, verse 6. Told Sarah, Sarah, bring, and Abraham hastened unto the tent and said, Sarah, 
Make ready, quickly, three measures of fine meal. Three measures is the, the, the proper, proper, appropriate measurement for proper food meal. So a woman took three measures of fine flour, the right quantity, but she put yeast inside it. God doesn't like yeast because yeast stands for Satan and his doctrines. Hypocrisy. Yeast. So he says the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is like a woman. He said, am I preaching at all? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Another parable speaking unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a li- unto living, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole thing now has become living. The whole thing. Pastor, but there's nothing in the Bible that tells you that yeast is bad. Oh, don't you, haven't you heard about unleavened bread? Yeah. God said, make the, if you are making the bread, make it of unleavened bread. In fact, actually, Jesus actually warned his disciples in Matthew chapter 13. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 16, verse 6. Verse 6 to 12. You want to know this? Okay. Can we all read it together? L- let's go. And did you see that? He said, take it. Be careful of the leaven, the yeast, of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They have yeast. And the disciples said, oh, is it because we didn't take bread? Now when we are hungry. So the disciples, verse 7, then they, they reason among themselves saying, because we have taken no bread. Jesus said, I'm not talking about bread for our journey. Have you forgotten how I multiplied seven loaves of bread to feed five, five? Said, Do you not understand? Neither remember five loaves of, of, uh, five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets he took? Then look at the next verse. And neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? So if it's bread, we can multiply bread. I'm not talking about bread. When I say be careful of the yeast of the Pharisees, I'm not talking about bread. So he said, what are you talking about? He will tell you. You want to know? How is it that you do not have understanding? Church, I speak not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the living of the Pharisee and the Sabbath. I'm not talking about bread. I am not talking about. So what are you talking about? How... Then, then understood, then understood how uh, they, how that he bade them not to beware of living, living of bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The woman took fine flour and put yeast inside it. The doctrine, Satan's doctrine, things that are taught in churches that not, that is not part of God's plan. It makes church into something that God did not, Christ did not die for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey! First Corinthians chapter five, verse six, seven, eight. Makadaba <laughs> shakata. You glory, sorry, your glorying is not good. Know ye not that the little living living it, the whole lamp? We are making noise. Oh, we are a good church. Oh, we are little living it. Spores the whole thing. Little f- wrong teachings, wrong endorsement of certain behaviors. Spores the whole lamp. The kingdom is like a woman. A woman 
took yeast and put it in three measures of meal. Put it inside until the whole thing now is turned into something. No, yeah. Verse 6. Do we finish, finish verse 6? The whole lamb. Verse 7. Purge out therefore the old living, that ye may be a new lamb. As ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover, uh, uh, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Look at the next verse. I think the verse 8. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old living, neither with the living of malice, of wickedness, but with the unliving bread of sincerity. So you see what living stands for? The woman took flour and put living inside. The kingdom. The church. We don't have to compete with secular organizations for them to accept us. We don't need their acceptance. We are a, a chosen generation. We are a peculiar people, royal, a peculiar people. We are called forth with a purpose. Called forth out of darkness. First Peter chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We are different. We are different. Don't you, don't you see the way sometimes, most times, or generally, women behave? When women gather for bridal shower, it's not a nice place for a man to be. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I like that. So, we are peculiar people. We don't have to... We don't have to look like backless. Our services don't have to look like X Factor. Because we are peculiar. But when we begin to bring yeast, the church, a lot of people don't know what the church is. That's why there's the need of a revelation of Christ. It's called the mystery of God, the mystery of the ages. So Jesus said, Let's, I, need to, I need to update your system. And Jesus, before I even go to Jesus, I think we should go to Colossians. And just, uh, Colossians, Colossians, Colossians chapter 1, verse 25, 26, 27. Colossians chapter 1, verse 25 says, Wherefore, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Other translations say to complete the word of God. Verse, the next verse, verse 26. Even the mystery which has been hid from the ages, from, from generations, but now is made manifest to the saints. What's this? Mystery has been hid. God hid something. He's, he's, he's hidden something for several years or generations. It's called the mystery of God. Romans chapter 16 verse 25, he says that for God is of power. Mm. You remember I quoted last Friday. God is of power to establish you. Mm. <laughs> I like that so much, King James. 
Now unto him who is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Mystery kept secret. Mystery. No one knew about it. Kept secret since the world began. Ephesians chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Verse 8, I think, I think it should be verse 8. Unto me, who am led down the least of, this, of all the saints, is this grace given that I should preach the, the, to the, uh, among the Gentile the unsearchable riches of Christ. Let's go to verse 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world had been, had been hid in God. Who created all things by Jesus. The thing has been hidden. Hidden in God. God decided to hide a certain thing. Mystery. He hid this mystery. Now, but listen to what he said. Unto, uh, and to, to uh, verse 8. Verse 8. Unto me, who am the least of all the things, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles that on such a book. I'm supposed to preach it. Go to the next verse and see. Such a riches of God. And to make all men see. This hidden thing is now God has given it to certain men to let others see. Because at the, this generation now, in our times, after Jesus came, it is time for manifestation of this hidden secret. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1, and 1 Corinthians chapter, 2 verse, uh, chapter 4 verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 1, it says that, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Now when you read other translations, the actual word is declaring unto you the mystery of God. Okay, T- testimony and the evidence or the mystery and secret of God concerning what he has done through Christ for the salvation of men in lofty ways. I couldn't do that in lofty ways. It's the secret of God, the mystery of God. All right, so remember that the, the, the mystery is a secret. It was hidden in God, but now it's revealed. And it's revealed to who? To the saints. How is it revealed? Men, he said, men, I have been sent to teach this mystery. Look at chapter 4, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Let a man account us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. We steward, what's a steward? Someone who is handling another person's goods to be given to some people to be dispensed. So we are stewards of God's mystery. We handle handle the mysteries of God. We are caretakers. It says that some other translation, instead of ministers, is the same word. The word ministers is the same word translated as deacon in Acts. Diaconos, right? Minister. It means servants of Christ. And that word means that a servant with a particular task. So I've called you to do this particular thing, to serve in this particular. So, like ashes, their own is not to come and sing. They serve the church, but in a particular way. Right. Uh, and, uh, Pray, the, the, the choir serve the church in a particular way. The host team, they serve the church in a particular way. So the, suddenly, the information department, the team, can't say that they want to be the ones to sing today. Let's, no, no. You are information. You don't have anything to do with stage. Sanctuary keepers, they just sit down in the service. You won't know them after church. You see them in the toilets and you see them. They are cleaning the place. That's their job. 
Right, so a servant in that regard means that. So we so consider us as servants of Christ. Please, when it says servants of Christ or servants of God, that means that our assignment is specific. You can't make us do everything. That's why I love to be seen as a servant first. Before even a man of God or a pastor, I just want to be a servant, but not servant of men, servant of God. God's servant. I just want to serve the interests of God. What God wants, even if it's not in my interest, I have to do because I'm a servant. Servant. He said, let men consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mystery. Not just uh, we carry, we've been given the mystery of God. Stewards of the what? The mysteries of what? Oh, the mysteries of what? The mysteries of what? So Colossians, as we're reading in Colossians chapter 1 verse 26, Colossians chapter 1 verse 26 talks about how we, uh, even the mystery which had been hid in, uh, from the ages, from generations, but now is made manifested to the saints. Go to the, the <laughs> like that. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glories of this mystery amongst the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The riches of the mystery among the Gentiles is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This mystery. That's what we have been given to teach. Now, I want to draw your attention to something. Uh, Verse 25, verse 26 again, the previous verse. Verse 26, uh, among the ages, which mystery? All right, so uh, I want you to know, earlier we read about the mysteries of God. Do you remember that? Yes. The mystery, we read about the mystery of God just now. What verse? Chapter 5. We read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse, verse 1. Talking about chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. We, talk, we read about the mysteries of God. I want to show you something. When it, anytime you come across mysteries in the, in the New Testament, the mysteries, the mystery of God, watch this. I want, can I define the mystery of God to you? Yes, yes, yes. Are you interested in knowing the mystery of God? Yes, yes, yes. The mystery of God, Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of the understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. When you read um, other translations, it's not and of Christ, but the mystery of God and of the Father, Christ. Jesus is the mystery of the ages and the mystery of God and mystery, um, the mystery of God and of the Father. So the mystery of God is Christ and the mystery of Christ is the church. So when we talk about the mystery of the ages, the mystery of Christ, I'm teaching on revelation of Christ, remember? Revelation. Mysteries are revealed. They are not discovered. Mysteries are things that are hidden from human understanding. Is it not preposterous for somebody to think, I just know what, as for church, this is what a church is supposed to do. How do you define a church? The people who think they know what church is supposed to do, how do they define a church? Many people are reducing the church to just Social agents, agencies, to do nice things, to do nice things in society. People are hungry, let's give them food to eat. 
People have been stuck on the boat. Let's, let's go and help them. <laughs> the, our world is becoming, there's climate change. Our world is, the, the ozone layer is depleting. So the church must begin to do a campaign. <laughs> we, have to, we have to speak out, and that is the usefulness of the church, which politicians will tell you. You have to speak out against social injustice. So we must be activists, activists. The church, how can there be a church and yet there's evil going on? Black card waving. So, yes, the church must join the picket line, yes. wave placards and say, we don't like this, we don't like it. You see, you, you see all those things are civic uh, activities. It's okay. You are free to do it if you want me. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with speaking out for injustice, social injustice, like what Martin Luther King was doing. That's not the job of the church. He was a reverend, but he had a, a, a special passion. And it could be God-inspired. But that's not the job of a church. No. The job of the church is, is that, read, you are a chosen generation. Royal priesthood. <laughs> read, put it back on the screen. First Peter chapter 2, verse, verse 8 and 9. You are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people, that you should show forth the, the praise of him who has called you out of darkness. Our job is to show forth his praises. Into his marvelous light. Oh, so are you saying that we just come to church and just sing praises and leave things going the way they should go? No, that's, 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 that's not it. That's not it. But don't let us change the, the job of the church. It's to preach salvation. Jesus told the church clearly the mandate. Go into the world and preach the gospel. What's the gospel? The hidden mystery of God being made Real, it's shown. Preach the gospel. Go into the world and make money. Some of you can come to church because demons are troubling you. But at least it's better. When demons trouble, obviously, church is the only organization that can deal with demons. <laughs> Scientists can't deal with demons. Church is the only organization. So if you have, you can see you, are, you, are, you have dreams and you see Dwarfs and monkeys. And you, every now you see snakes. You see, and the, the, a snake is kissing you. You had a dream. And anytime you wake up, you feel dizzy. And you feel your health is coming. The other time you had a dream that there was, there was a, a squirrel in your cloth. When you woke up, all this place was sore and red. Doctors said they don't know what is happening. But you can see you are weakening. You are getting weaker. It's a demonic situation. Can we, can, we can deal with that one. <laughs> one doctor said we don't know what it is. When they say we don't know what it is, sometimes, not all the times, sometimes, maybe there's a demon behind it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, the, so I don't see why you know your, everybody in your family, every woman or every man, everybody in your family, when they are 39, they die. And you are now 38, suddenly you start feeling very sick. Come to church! Let's stop that continuum. We can deal with it. You understand that? Because some of you, you know the problems going on in your family is demonic in, by nature. Yeah. It's that an enemy has sown tears. It started from your great-grandfather. Mm. 
Yes, it says that cast out devils. We have the mandate to cast out devils. Cast out devils. That's why I have a problem. A church that can't deal with demons. We should be able to deal with demons. We shouldn't focus on demons. Because that's reduction of our, our intelligence. We are looking, sometimes when you go say, you are looking for demons. Hey, hey, Everything is a demon. Everything is a demon. Hey, you will hardly hear the name of Jesus Christ. Unless they want to cast out demons. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We use the blood of Jesus. We, use the, we die by fire. We use the blood. So we shouldn't just, just be about dealing with demons, everything the devil, everything the devil. We have important things to do than we're talking about the devil. Let's sing about our Christ, the Lamb. Yes. <laughs> our Lord is a Lamb. Yes, yes, yes. The Lamb that was slain yes. for the sins of the world. His blood brings the change. Uh, yeah, uh, let's, let's sing about those things. When I got, I got born again in, in Ghana and some of the songs, praise songs we used to sing were quite worrying as I grew up now and understand. <laughs> yes. They sing songs like, Satan is crying, he's crying, he's crying, he's crying. Satan is crying, he's crying, he's crying. I say, Satan is crying, In Africa, I step on the devil. I step on the devil. I jump to the heaven. Step on the devil. I step on the devil. I step on the. Devil. And most of the shoes are no quality. <laughs> By the time you finish praising, the shoe is open. The, the <laughs> the devil has stepped on the shoe. <laughs> but I believe that sometimes in warfare songs, some of those songs can be factored in. In a prayer atmosphere, you know, it can be factored But prayer is really less restricted to just God. Make our God big. Call forth to show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness. We are out of darkness. Let's focus on light. Why do we still focus on darkness? Why do you, you were in a, you are in temple, uh, uh, on the high seas, in turbulence. Serious, you were so worried. And now you've come out, you've stepped step on land, and then you are beginning to attack turbulence. Nonsense turbulence. Don't you have a, don't you have a purpose? Go! I don't turbulence. Move on. Wow. The mystery of God and the mystery of Christ is all around the same thing. The mystery of God is Christ as the embodiment of God. So if you want to see God, look at Christ. He's the embodiment. It's a mystery. First, 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 first Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, I think. So yeah, it says that great is the mystery of godliness. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. That's a serious one. So Christ is the embodiment of God. And the church is the expression of Christ. So 
When we talk about the mystery of God, can I show you this? Are you sure you want to see this one? In Ephesians chapter 5. Oh, I like this one. I'm running now. I have to run now. I haven't really read from Matthew. Ephesians chapter 5. When it spoke about the husband and wife, you remember that text? It says that we read our weddings from verse 22. Wives, uh, uh, submit yourself to your husband as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife. And then verse 25 said, Husband, submit, love your wives as Christ, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for the church that he might sanctify her by the washing of water, by the washing by water and the word. And then he said, to present her to himself. Oh, come on. And not uh, that he might present it, the church, to himself, a glorious church. Give me New King James. I prefer New King James in this. Uh, the hair and the himself. You see the himself, capital. Old King James, because Shakespearean time, they just, just wrote it like that. Then. But, they didn't, but that he might present her, the church, to himself, a glorious church. That's why he came to die. He came to die for a church. Present to himself glorious church, not having spot or regular any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their wives. That's interesting. He took Christ's church and he said, if you want a perfect example of husband's relationship with the wife, look at the Christ and church. He says, so, you see, the same way. Husbands ought to love their own wives. Some of you are, want to be a husband. It's because of other things, but not because of love you want to. Love a woman. Loving a woman is not making love to a woman. Yes, yes, you are full of lust. All you are thinking of is making, make, <laughs> making love. No. Love your wives. Yeah. It's not talking about make love. It's a love your wife. As Christ loved the church. It's a soul. Husband's ought. It's an ought. If you're a husband, there's an ought to on your life. Ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. How can you make love to your own self? As their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves him, church. Even himself. All right. Then so he started talking about it. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. For no man ever hates his flesh, but nourishes his. So we are supposed to nourish your wife. For no man ever hates his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. You see, what has God been doing to the church? Nourishing and cherishing the church. And you say, I don't like church. But you think you have the attention of Jesus. You are joking. Anything you do for church and you begin to think about men, you are missing God. Anything you do for church, know that you are doing it for Christ because Christ nourishes and cherishes the church. Never be part of a problem in a church. Jesus will come after you. Be part of a solution. Sacrifice. Make sure your energy, your strength is also invested in building, not just making money. Oh, my job, and my job, ask for my job, it takes so much of me. Oh, my job, my job. One day your, your health will ask for your job. Yeah. So, Bible says, Christ nourishes and cherishes the church. Think about that. Who will allow you to maltreat his wife who he doesn't joke with? He will take it very serious. Mm -hmm. 
If a man shouldn't do that, why do you think Christ will sit down for you to, to mm. mishandle the church? Yeah, the ashes didn't behave well, but it's not you to attack the ashes. Because attacking the ashes, you are attacking the church. Attacking the pastor, you are attacking the church. Attacking the choir, you are attacking the church. If you do that, he will take you on. And you don't understand why doctors don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Maybe Jesus is beginning to come after you. You better repent. He nourishes and cherishes the church. But, oh, I went too far into this. Can I, can I just run it up? Can you put it on the screen for me, please? But nourish and cherish the church. Okay, go to the next verse. For we are members of his own body and his flesh, uh, and of his flesh and of his... We. When you touch us, you have touched his body. You have touched his bones. You have touched his flesh. So we are, that's what we are. So that's why he nourishes us. And the thing you thought, he started with talking about, started talking about marriage. But he's telling you the real marriage... That's what he's talking about. Then look at the next verse. Look at this. Are you ready for this? For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. He said, one flesh. He left, he left heaven and came on earth and became part of humanity. And then since that time, he has remained human. He has the human nature in heaven, a man in heaven. One flesh with us. Watch this. Look at this. The word is coming. The next verse. Let's all read it out together. One more time. One more time. Oh, come on. Can you read it out loud? This is a great mystery. This is a great mystery. And what is the mystery? I'm talking concerning. The mystery has two aspects. The mystery has two aspects. Christ and the church. The mystery has two aspects. Christ and the church. The mystery has two aspects. Christ and the church. So in Matthew chapter 16 verse 13, who do men say I am? Some say you are John the Baptist. Others say you are Elijah. Others say you are Jeremiah. And others say you are one of the prophets. And then he said, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter said, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus said, Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. It takes revelation to know Christ. It takes revelation to know Christ. It must be revealed. Insight. Yesterday I was teaching them how God builds revelationally. God can't help you beyond your revelation. Your revelation about God and his things is what determines how he can help you. It's a mystery. He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this, but my father who is in heaven. You remember I spoke about stones. That's where I started. You think I forgot it? I started with stones. I started with stones. And who is the one who wrote about we being living stones? Peter, First Peter chapter two. Peter wrote, there's Peter. He had insight about stones. And guess what? The first time Peter, Jesus saw Peter, do you know what? Luke chapter, sorry, John chapter 1, verse 41 and 42. Actually, 42, but let's start from 41. John chapter 1, verse 41. He first founded his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. We have found the Christ. So Andrew goes to Peter, his brother, and Simon, his brother. He said, We found the Christ. And watch this. Go to the verse. Let's read it together. Let's go. To Jesus, and Jesus beheld him, said, 
that assignment, son, son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation Esther. The heavenly, the bride, the bride, the bride of the Lamb, the holy city, foundation garnished with stones. We are the living stones. Peter said, you are stones. So when Jesus saw Peter, as soon as Peter came, he said, your name is um, uh, Simon, but from now you shall be called Cephas, which means stone. You are stone. Amen. Stone for the building of God's house. So when he said, who do men say I am? Simon, but Jonah said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Then Jesus, verse 17, he says that flesh and blood is not revealed by my father in heaven. Look at verse 18. And he said, I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell. Now, thou art Peter means thou art a rock, a stone. But this rock is talking about the revelation. Your revelation of Christ is what determines your usefulness in church. Your revelation of Christ is what determines your usefulness to the church. You can be playing keyboard, but you lack revelation of Christ. You're actually not helping the church in any spiritual way. That is, you are just part of the yeast. Now you see the whole thing? Yeast. Yeast. Different things that don't have understanding or revelation about Christ, but they're also part of it, part of the whole. But I said, let them grow together. <laughs> so he said, you are Peter, and upon this rock, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11 says that no other foundation can any man lay except that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Okay, so Jesus Christ is the foundation, and your revelation of Jesus is the foundation. So Jesus said, upon this rock, the rock refers to, uh, 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 refers to Christ in two ways. One, Christ himself is the rock, which is the chief cornerstone. Remember? I told you. The chief cornerstone. And then, the revelation Peter gave. The revelation that you are our Messiah. You are the Lamb of God who redeemed us from our sins unto God. That understanding, church, let us not lose sight of that understanding that we are washed by the blood of Jesus. That's what makes us Christians. Not your mother who used to go to church. My father has been going to church. I was born in church. I've been going to church all my life. It does not make you a Christian. Probably can make you a tear in the kingdom. Doesn't make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is you are on the foundation of Jesus Christ is my savior. He died to save me from my sins. Last point and I'm done. My time is, some of you are tired. This is information or revelation overload. Whichever. Some of you is information, others is revelation. So, depending on where you are standing. Revealing of Christ. Now, are you ready for this? Matthew, still Matthew, Matthew, Matthew chapter, chapter 16. Jesus said, um, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But time will not permit me to talk about the gates of hell. And the gift of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, look at the next verse. Oh, sorry, 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 I'm sorry. Verse 18, verse 18, that's the way I, where, where I want to end. I don't want to go further. Come in, come in. Are you ready for this? 
Yes. I, I won't go any, any deeper, but just, what is the revelation? It's a, what is the mystery? I can't hear you. What is the mystery? The mystery of the ages is Christ and the church. So Christ, he said, who do men say I am? And then Peter, God showed Peter who Christ is. And Peter said, Jesus said, God show you who Christ is. I also show you the next part of the mystery. So Jesus also revealed the church. That's the first time the church was mentioned in the Bible. The first time Jesus mentioned the church is after Peter discovered who Christ is. Jesus said, me too, I will tell you my mission statement. Mm. And so Jesus also began to tell Peter about the church. Peter, God revealed Jesus Christ to Peter, and then Jesus said, now that you are born again, let me start showing you what this whole church thing is about. Hmm. Christ revealed the church to Peter, that I will build. The church, he said, I will build, what? Did he say I will build the church? What did he say? The church doesn't belong to um, the queen. The church doesn't belong to. Oh, I attend Pastor David's church. You missed it. <laughs> Even me, I'm a member of the church. I don't have a church. The church belongs to Christ. He said, I, he is the one doing the building. So anytime you attempt to do anything in church, what, guess what you are doing? You have teamed up with him and building with him. Yeah. Don't you think you, you will get his attention? Oh, yeah. oh come on. You get his attention. When, when you are on lunch break and you are smoking, you see someone else smoking. You are pals. You are doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So some of you in your company, you are kind of marginalized because you don't join them when they go out smoking. Yes. When they go out smoking, you, they, you, you, you lose their company. They, you lose their Fellowship because they are not interested in you. And they make some of the decisions are made. The major decisions concerning companies, some of them are not made behind board tables. They are made on the um, golf course. In the pub. 10 p.m., they are sitting there having a chat. They are making decisions about your employment. Oh, Pastor, that's why I have to join, join them in the pub. I did not say go to the pub and join them too. A man can receive except it be given to him from above. Hallelujah. Believe God for him to give you your own. Amen. But what I'm saying is that if you can, if the boss is giving that lady promotion because they've been drinking in the pub together, then why? Because it's a partner, partner in crime or partner in drinking, so not crime, drinking or yeah. in partying or something. Then you to partner with God in church. Yes. And then he will also give you your wife, your husband. He will give you your person, your health, your breakthrough. God, if you partner with God, you get his attention. Because what he's doing now is, is building the church. Who do men say I am? You are the Christ. I also tell you, I will build the church, and the gate of hell cannot prevail against the church. Let's build church without yeast. Let's do choir without yeast. <laughs> I was telling them that some of you choiristers, you are filled with all kinds of things. So when you come and stand in front and you are leading praises, instead of people flowing with God, they are getting 
aroused. <laughs> because there's so much that you are a channel for satanic injections. Yeah, infusion rather, infusion. You are infusing things into the church. Because the thing is not the flesh. It's not about how you look. But it's the, the disposition of your spirit. God is just looking for vessels because we are clay. Vessels of clay. And he calls out us to make us stones so that he can flow through us. If you are not spiritual, you are carnal, you end up affecting the church negatively than you think. All those who gossip is yeast. Yeast, 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 yeast. Living. Living. Uh, do you know why they didn't let the other one sing first? They wanted this one to sing because uh, blah, 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 yeast. And Jesus is going to come after you. Because you are swallowing the church. The mystery of the ages is Christ in the church. If you have a revelation of Christ, your whole approach towards church will change. Because then Christ begins to reveal the church to you. He is the lamb who died and called us to be priests and kings. Wow! (laughs) Somebody shout hallelujah! Did you receive something? Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.